Blog Talk Radio. Across the country and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a very special episode of Real Estate Coaching Radio. Today we have a uh, co-host for today, Ms. Celeste Starchild, and she is the general manager at List Hub. So we're going to skip our usual ramp-ups into the radio show, guys. We're going to go right to Celeste. So Celeste, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you, Tim. Hello, and thank you for having me here. I really appreciate uh, you setting aside time to um, share with all of our listeners what List Hub does, because whether the agents listening now live and in replay know it or not, they're probably doing business with List Hub. They just really don't understand necessarily how and what and all those good things about what you guys do. And I really want to drill down on um, on what you guys do and how an agent can increase their uh, engagement with you guys and, and really just kind of maybe a, a general understanding of what List Hub's perspective is on the overall industry night, right now, especially with all this consternation that's happening amongst the portals. Um, <laughs> there's certainly well, a lot of topics. consternation? Yeah, exactly. Have you, you know the funny, what do you mean? <laughs> you know the funny uh, thing? No, I, I, think that's, I think that's really uh, that's really great, Tim. And I think they're as simple as it sounds. We know we, 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 we think about syndication or sending our listings to websites for advertising. Gosh, it sounds so simple. Um, and when you really start to peel back the layers, it really is fairly complex. And um, and and I've certainly learned that over the years here. So um, so I think I think it's great to um, share perspective with uh, with folks from all over the place who um, it, it impacts everybody. So it's an important topic. Well, Celeste, the reason that we sought you out um, to be on the radio show is because what a lot of agents don't get is that List Hub truly is the heart of syndication. You guys are really the central station of essentially all these conversations that are happening. And I think a lot of agents are really confused how it works. So it, it, I know this is impossible to do, but um, could you explain to the listeners really what List Hub does? And, and you know, all you guys have, I mean, you have the realtor listing agent customer, you have the MLS customer, you have all these different, like you said, it's very complicated. Is there any way you can, in, in five seconds or less, can you explain us what you guys do? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, actually, I, I will try to do that. Um, you, we really are a network, and so um, that means we have different constituency groups that we serve simultaneously. Um, you know, we work with agents, we work with brokers, um, we work with the MLSs across the country, and obviously we work with the, the publishers or the websites like the Zillows and Trulias and Homes.com of the world. Um, and, and our role is really to help to... Um, I'll say broker the relationship between the owners of the content, being the brokers and agents and MLSs, and those participants that receive the content, and make sure that there's an ongoing exchange of value between the parties that's equitable to everybody. That's interesting you said that. Can you drill down on what you mean by ongoing exchange of value? That's very fascinating that you said it like that. Sure, sure, sure. 
Well, you know, I think it's easiest to tell it as a story because really as we journeyed through, um, you know, our our, um, our launch of our business and, and the growth of our business over the past, uh, gosh, seven or eight years now, um, it, it really has changed a lot. So when we first started, there were um, just a couple of publisher websites we worked with. Some of you may remember um, Google Base. That was one of the big ones back then. Um, Zillow and Trulia were early participants in 2006, um, back when they were just a, a, a very, very lightly trafficked websites and nobody had ever heard of them before. Um, and, uh, you know, at the time, and, and many listeners might remember, you would put your listings on these websites and it was free leads. You're listing your lead, and everybody thought that well, this is just the greatest thing in the world. And and at the time, of course, this was a, a period when um, we were experiencing an economic downturn, and the housing market was really suffering, and brokers and agents were finding it very difficult to afford the expense of print advertising. And so it was. It, it came at a time that was really fortuitous, um, in a sense, for brokers and agents to find an alternate way to advertise listings um, at a lower cost and at no cost at the time. Now, over time, of course things started to change, and, and we started to see things like instead of you're listing your lead, as it had been from the beginning, um, many of the publisher websites started coming up with new advertising models. And some of these models um, started to raise the question to brokers and agents about what are they really getting out of this um, this syndication business because um, they were started to see competing agents and brokers appearing on their listing pages on these websites. Um, the some of the publishers, you know, started to use the content um, in ways that had nothing to do with advertising to consumers, but instead things like uh, bundling that data up and selling it off to banks. Um, so uh, to to use a, a more sort of egregious example, um, but so so what has happened happened is, um, you know, here at List Hub, we had to take a step back and say, well, you know, we, we made the decision that we we're going to make it our role to really step in the middle of that conversation and change the way we work with publishers to um, include contracts with these publishers that really put, create boundaries um, and around what that listing content can be used for, how it needs to be displayed, um, et cetera. So that's become a really critical part of what we do. Um, w when I started in this business, um, I'm not sure I, I realized I was going to be uh, involved with, uh, w with this type of sort of you know, data licensing and compliance um, as we are today. Um, and that continues to evolve and increase. Um, I think what we're finding is, um, you know, it's 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 constantly changing, and and we're we're constantly um, looking, re, you know, fielding inquiries and and, and requests from um, MLSs and brokers who who want more. Um, and, uh, and so I, we see it as our role to use our collective leverage um, because we are the biggest provider of content um, to most or all of these websites um, to be able to affect those types of changes. Well, in essence, if those websites weren't getting the information from you, as Zillow is doing right now, they have to go directly to the brokers and try to get the information from them. So, you know, the, those are their two choices. They can either have a relationship with you guys, or they can go out and forge their own independent relationships. And you know, so obviously, working with List Hub is it's much more. I would assume, for the most part, it's much more efficient. So, List Hub is part of the Move.com organization, and of course, listeners. Well, hopefully, you guys know that Move.com. 
manages Realtor.com on behalf of National Association of Realtors. So how does the List Hub fit into the much larger Move.com organization? Well, it's been um, a journey. Again, uh, we were acquired by Move uh, four years ago this September. Um, and there is still a lot of a lot of division in the way that we work together. We're very independent at List Hub, and and it's really by necessity. We play a very different role in the industry than say Realtor.com does. Um, List Hub is uh, the keeper of a lot of uh, analytics, um, clickstream traffic data, and um, and and really private information that websites like Trulia and Homes and Zillow have entrusted us with. Um, and, and that's the information that you know we, we collect it on behalf of brokers and we share it with the, the, the brokers and the agents, um, but we don't share it with Realtor.com. So there's really a great wall of China um, in between Realtor.com and ListHub in many ways. Um, now, from an operational perspective, um, there are certainly ways that you know being part of Move has been advantageous, and uh, there are some terrific resources. For example, uh, wonderful designers that help us with our brochures and things like that. Um, that have been really, really great. Um, I would say that the common thread between um, the move, all move businesses, so Realtor.com, ListHub, Top Producer, and others, um, that I think um, sort of gives us a, a, a unified culture um, is the fact that we are, are, are highly committed to you know, organized real estate. We know who our customer is, um, and it's the Realtor. Um, I think some of the other... Uh, you know, businesses, technology services, and certainly publishers may be aligned with different segments. Um, I would say a lot of the publishers or portals that we work with um, probably consider the consumer to be their primary customer. Uh, we do not. Right. Interesting. And so, you know, the other thing, you guys aren't like Zillow and Trulia and even Realtor.com. They're essentially seen as an advertising website, right? So they advertise mm-hmm. on behalf of agents and then sell the leads back. You guys are Really, you could argue you guys are further up the food chain. So you're the ones, you're, you know, the, so the the information flows from obviously the list, the seller to the listing agent, the listing agent to the broker, the broker to the MLS. Then the MLS is it, it, it syndicates or sends the information directly to you guys. And if I'm doing this wrong, please correct me. And then you guys have these exclusive agreements with the AOL Real Estate, the Homes.com, the Home Finder, the Trulia, the Yahoo, the Zillow's, and a ton of other sites. So they all then, for the most part, get the information from you guys. Am I saying that correctly? You're saying it correctly. There's one nuance that I think is worth pointing out. Um, a lot of people misunderstand that that you know that this is the the MLS doesn't really make the decision about where the listings go and don't go. Um, the list hub platform is wholly controlled by brokers. So brokers call the shots when it comes to where their listings go. You know what? Now that's, we can. Celeste, that's a- that, that's a great point, and I think we need to drill down on that just ever so slightly because sure. agents believe that it's their MLSs that are deciding where the content goes, and uh, you guys have, have designed your software so that basically – or you design your systems beyond software so that the brokers are telling the MLS then telling you guys where the information is going to be syndicated. So if agents have a gripe where their information is showing up, they, for the most part, most part start with their brokerages. Did I hear you correctly? That's correct, absolutely. Um, the, the nuance there, there are about 30% of the MLSs that we work with will set default settings 
uh, for ListHub to hmm. say that all MLS listings should go to one, one site or another site, in some cases many sites. Um, but ultimately it ends up being the broker's decision um, by virtue of just registration. Um, it basically undoes any of the default settings that the MLS has put into place, um, and the broker has full control. So there's no situation where um, an MLS forces one decision or another um, on their brokers with respect to the ListHub settings. I'm sort of curious. So you have um, analytics, and obviously we're not going to talk anything specific because you guys have agreements mm-hmm. not to, but you have analytics essentially in all the different portals that you guys do business with. So We do. It, so if I were a real estate agent or a broker and I'm trying to understand who I should choose to syndicate my information to, would there be a place I could go to to understand really you know, should I be syndicating to all of them? Or should I be syndicating to the ones that are going to get me the best bang for the buck, the most return on, not really an investment, but (coughs) is there any way, is there any scoring system for the realtor, Mm -hmm. for the broker to know what actually will get them leads versus what won't? Absolutely. Um, So the reports will absolutely do that. In effect, you can generate a table that shows you a list of all the publisher websites that you're subscribed to and who's giving you the most page views and leads generated. And um, that's very easy to see in the system. Um, A lot of our broker customers use other tools to pick the sites. So, for example, um, based on business practices. Um, within the list hub dashboard, you can see filters that will uh, allow you to filter through the list to identify publisher websites that do or don't do certain things. As an example, um, no FISBOs is one of the filters. So if I'm a broker and I do not want to support any publisher website that will advertise for sale by owner listings beside my listings, I can click that filter, identify those sites, and not select them. So there are a number of different tools out there, um, in, and within the dashboard, um, we have what's called a channel scorecard that is a, a it's like the encyclopedia of what these publishers do and what features they have and what business practices they have. Um, and so beyond just traffic, there are a lot of ways that brokers can make those decisions um, with more transparency. You know, I'm thinking from um, an agent's perspective, if I were an agent listening to this and I heard the uh, what she just said, I'm thinking that I'm going to go on a listing presentation tonight and I'm going to meet with a seller and then when the whole conversation comes up about where you can be exposing my house online and whatnot, I would have a copy of what she just said with me so I can not only show the seller that I'm going to be putting my your listing on all these different websites, but I then will be able to prove to the seller that I've actually researched which websites will get me or in them the most exposure. And in other words, I'm not just saying like every other agent, I'm not just saying, Well, I'm going to put it on all these different websites. I'm going to say, These are the list these are the sites that we're going to be exposing your house on and this is why. So, guys, mm-hmm. agents listening, think about how you can use this for, um, you know, marketing yourselves. Um, interesting question. And uh, does more exposure? This is a controversial question. I'm warning you, Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. By the way, you you can do a call a friend on this one if you want to, or you can <laughs> okay. ask. But does does more exposure increase the sale price for the seller? In other words, uh, there, you know, that's kind of a controversial topic. Right. Sure, sure. So is there any inherent advantage, not for the agent who's trying to create the lead, let's just think about who our actual customer is, the seller. Uh, it, does more exposure actually truly benefit that seller? 
This is uh, very easy for me to answer, believe it or not, um, because we only deal in active data. We don't deal in sold data. So uh, we don't have visibility into what the actual sale price is. Um, mm-hmm. So so what, what I would say along those lines is, um, you know, I think certainly more more exposure, more eyeballs is, is obviously going to increase the chance of, of, a, of a, you know, bringing more qualified buyers to the table. Um, I, I think that, that math is, is kind of a no-brainer. Um, I think when you look at the analytics, um, and, I, and I do this every day, uh, I'm often surprised by where the traffic to, traffic is coming from. Um, there, there are sites for everyone, and, and, you know, there are sites like Condo Compare that, uh, aren't going to do anything for a piece of land in uh, rural southwestern Virginia, but uh, certainly, certainly for for a condominium in Washington D.C., absolutely applicable. Um, you know, we see that websites like Landwatch and FreedomSoft, and um, you know, there are a number of sites out there that really appeal to a niche buyer. And just like there's a, a realtor for everyone, I mean, we we have. Uh, you know, I would say probably it's it, the same realtor who's who's really skilled at working with a uh, you know luxury uh, properties and clients that look for luxury properties probably doesn't have the same skill sets when it comes to dealing in you know REOs for example, right? You know um, what? You're I would touching, say you're, you're, I'm sorry. I, there's a little delay on Blog Talk Radio. There's nothing I can do about it. So I apologize, listeners, if it sounds like I'm being rude to Celeste. I'm not intending to be. <laughs> Well, you, but you're you're touching on something. This is interesting too. So I'm thinking again. I'm I'm putting my you know listing agent hat on again, and I'm thinking if I'm going to go out and I'm going to sell or try to convince a seller to list with me, and you 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 know you just said it. And let's say for example they have a house. Um, there's new neighborhoods, guys, in case you didn't know about it, that are formed around people's hobbies, right? There's always been the houses with the dock behind that someone can po- park the boat, but now there's houses that are being built near um, people that want to have a plane, and there's you know there's houses that are built. Where there's a small airport, so people can literally, you know, land their plane and park their plane in essence in a little small private hangar behind their house. There's houses and condos now that are being built, obviously, you know, on ponds, those traditional things. And then I know there's another group of niched real estate that's starting to happen around, like in Austin, Texas, where Julie and I live. There's communities that are being built specifically for those people who are real enthusiasts of all the festivals that happen here um, when it's not scorching hot like it is today. <laughs> So what you're saying is now that there's different um, the, the the portals that provide that type of information. Like if I wanted, I'm a car collector, so if I know that there's a couple websites out there where they will you can go and you can search for all the homes that are for sale hypothetically around the country that have um, on-site storage. So you know storage for say 10 cars. And so if you are going to present to a seller tonight. And, uh, you know, you have a specialty product. The house itself is going to be something that's going to appeal to a niche. And you present to that seller saying, listen, I appreciate the specific niche that your house might appeal to. And that's the reason I'm going to market it on this specific portal, of, you know, in addition to maybe the others or maybe excluding the others because I'm going to target your specific customer. That's kind of an interesting way for you guys to really drill down on the power of syndication. And that's, I hadn't thought of that. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, speaking of REO, there are a lot of nuanced things that we do for specific partners and types of properties. And um, one of those examples is uh, working with Fannie Mae. We 
um, are a, sort of an exclusive partner for Fannie Mae in that we help um, get all the Fannie Mae-owned listings that exist across all the MLSs in the United States and synchronize those listings up to Fannie Mae's website, which is homepath.com. Um, so Fannie Mae has this uh, pretty elaborate system for tracking their properties. It's obviously their biggest asset is these these, these homes out there that, that are being listed with agents and across the country. And they want their listings up on their HomePath website. They also have um, you know offer management systems built into their platform and integrated with HomePath.com. Um, so in the absence of a list hub to synchronize that, the agent's responsible for, you know, Going to yet another place to hand enter the, the listing information is something we none of us have time to do, um, and and so there are a lot of nuances around some of these specialty types of properties and markets that are um, that, that make it uh, a little less simple than just a feed to Zillow, Trulia, and Homes. And you know one of the really interesting um, you know opportunities that's that's growing that that we've been watching and getting involved in is international. Um, so inter- international buyers and sellers, um, or buyers, I, I should say, um, that market is really increasing. In fact, from 2013 to 2014, according to uh, the National Association of Realtors, um, it's increased by 30% in one year. Wow. Um, so one in six properties in the United States are being purchased by an international buyer. It's it's really something to watch, um, and especially in in markets, um, I think most markets, you know, you know, you know who you are out there, right? <laughs> if you're in Florida, Texas, Nevada, Arizona, and California, this is something you absolutely cannot afford to ignore. Um, and and so we've we've started to uh, engage with international networks as of last year, um, and we we have some options available for brokers to do international marketing now. So we've been talking fairly intensely on this radio show for the past few days about the Zillow Trulia merger. And again, you guys are kind of right at the heart of this, and a lot of agents don't realize that. What effect, if any, do you think that will have on ListHub? Well, you know, on the surface, it's it's sort of one less website we would send to. Um, although they say that they're going to be operating two separate brands, so um, you know, there may be some technical differences in how we work with the combined company compared with uh, today. But but you know, again, I think overall this doesn't really impact well, what we do um, substantially. Uh, I think as you know, as we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, niche websites and niche types of properties, and um, you know, from an analytics perspective, we're we're not just measuring uh, publisher websites, but we measure brokerage websites, agent website traffic. MLS public website traffic, franchise website traffic, and you know, our goal is really to is to you know create a complete system for brokers and agents to be able to man- manage online marketing. So it's not just about sending a, you know, a feed just to a Zillow or to a Trulia, but being able to you know, do things like manage where leads are routed across all Internet marketing or measure consumer eyeballs and leads across all Internet marketing. Um, so it's, it's quite a bit broader than that. Um, maybe it simplifies our life a little bit. Yeah, right? One less company to have to uh, – yeah, I, I appreciate that. So this is an interesting question, but why would ListHub choose not to syndicate? So if someone wants to start a website and starts getting feed from ListHub, why would you guys choose not? Or you know, do you see a time – like there's a, there a big uh, stink where the CEO of Move was asked, can you see a time when you guys would no longer have ListHub syndicate to Zillow and Trillion? And he said, no way. That will just never happen. Would there – 
that has to that conversation is a very controversial one that comes up, and maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it's something that's uh, the in- agents don't really understand how it actually works. What I'm hearing from you is ListHub is yes, this indicator. I've sort of the you know I say the heart of all the syndication, but really you guys seem to have an incredible amount of data that agents and brokers could really be leveraging to better their position in their marketplaces. But have you ever had uh, or? Do you ever see a time when ListHub would just choose not to syndicate anymore to a specific portal without dropping names, and why would that happen? Well, let's start with our vetting process. We are approached by dozens of companies on a weekly basis um, that ask us, can we be a publisher, can we get the data, we, we, you know, we're looking for listing content, can you provide it to us, how much does it cost? And nine times out of ten, we turn them away because they don't bring value to our brokers and agents. It's that simple. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, we have some pretty strict rules for publishers and what they can and can't do. So a lot of those companies come to us because they want to build an AVM and they just need data to, to power that, or they come to us for, for other reasons. And, and that's not why we exist. So um, we turn away more people than we um, support. Um, so I'd say, like I said, about one in ten uh, people who are companies rather who come to us um, are really eligible and, and really have a website. Now, you know, some people have asked us, well, you know, why support a website that doesn't have any traffic? Um, and I would say that, you know, we 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 like to see innovation, and we we don't we don't think it's our role to, you know, to block someone out because they're not big enough. I and mean, it wasn't that long ago that you know Zillow and Trulia didn't have any traffic. Um, and it, it's always fun to see the new ones, right? It's fun to see the ones that are newcomers to the game that you know that build their traffic and do a good job. Hotpads is a great example of that. Uh, they were nobody, and and within a couple of years, they were usually about number six on most people's uh, list hub reports. Um, uh, a new one that I've seen lately that, that's pretty exciting is uh, findthebest.com. Um, they're already generating a lot of traffic in a very short amount of time. So I don't think it's our role to, to filter people out that don't have traffic. But the ones that don't have the right business model, um, we do shut the door uh, early on. And now as far as you know, the bigger picture, you know, should ListHub, uh, you know, <laughs> to your point about the interview with Steve Berkowitz and um, when he was asked, you know, why not just turn ListHub off? Now, I think that it, we really believe as a company that the industry needs a centralized single pipe to be able to um, leverage uh, the opportunities that are out there. In fact, the whole reason why I joined ListHub to begin with is because um, I started my career um, in a, at a software company. We were trying to serve brokers and realtors, and we realized they didn't have their own data. And in many cases, they didn't have access to it or didn't know how to get it to us, and Gosh, they wanted to use my software because it really would make their lives easier, but they didn't have the the pipe to support that. And I I really couldn't believe that. And and I knew that in order for you know the industry to be empowered in a digital world, the industry needed to have better systems for managing data. Um, I think the same is true for 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 analytics. You think about not just listing data going out to different places, but when you think about analytics coming in, um, you know, it's it's important, again, to have a single platform and a single pipe. Um, we think about the kind of uh, number crunching and big data exercises that <laughs> big retailers use. You know, you can read online about things like, um, you know, what Target does to, you know, understand their customers and, and target their customers, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> um, or Netflix or big companies like that have really 
really well-publicized case studies that you can read about. Real estate is so fragmented in the most in most cases, made up of many, many, many small companies um, because it's a local industry, right? That's that's how it's how it's been for many years, and 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 how it, it should probably continue to be. Um, so, how do we, as an industry, leverage the the analytics that are available out there? We need a central platform to bring it all together, make it into something meaningful, crunch it and slice it and dice it, and provide it in a way that makes sense to our businesses. Um, you need to be able to know, as a broker or an agent, not just how many clicks you got on your listings, but how, how did that compare to your market area or your zip code? Um, so it's not just about traffic on your listings, but traffic across an entire market or state or you know country. So um, there's a lot of opportunity in the single platform, and, and that's what we really believe in um, and, and, and really why we exist. Well, you guys do have a tremendously powerful position um, because you guys really do, you know, through Move.com. Move.com, you you guys can pick who's going to get the expo- who's going to get the information, and who's not going to get the information. And in a lot of cases, like I'm, I'm thinking of any of the major portals, you guys can, you know, listeners, you can figure out who I'm talking about. If you were to decide, if ListHub were to decide one day, for whatever reason, that we're no longer going to syndicate data to, you know, ABC website. They are pretty much going to go out of business because the reason that they get consumers to go to their website is to look at the listings, and the reason that the, the, their revenue model is based on selling the leads that come from those listings back to agents. And if that were to get shut off, that would be, and that is kind of, I guess, the ultimate nuclear option that I, I, I suppose could trickle down, but it doesn't seem like that's even going to happen because you guys don't, because ListHub has kind of positioned itself as as a, a gatekeeper of the information, but it flows both ways. I think that's kind of fascinating. I hadn't considered that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it does flow both ways. I think, though, too, we've been asked, you know, by people who might not like one website or another, uh, yeah, gosh, I really don't like the way they operate. Why don't you just turn them off? And our perspective on that is really there are a couple ways to look at it. I, I think the most important thing to realize is that um, without a list hub, you know, a lot of these companies will still get the data, um, but they'll get it through ways that are not uh, protected. They don't protect the brokerage. Um, they get it through ways that are not accurate. Um, so, for example, there are a lot of virtual tour companies, website vendors, um, other software providers out there that will gladly send a listing feed to, you know, various places around the Internet and do. Um, doesn't mean that they're they're good at it. Doesn't mean that they're you know doing a good job keeping it accurate. It doesn't mean they have specialized contracts in place to make sure that you know hey when that listing comes off market that the listing needs to come down and by the way the photos have to be removed as well. Um, those are the types of things that you know we do and we specialize in. Whereas a virtual tour company is not going to have that kind of contract with a, a Zillow or a Homes dot com or whoever. Um, so so we think the data would still go. It just would be um, it, it would be low quality and um, and would give the portals the right to do whatever they want with that content because they wouldn't be following your guys' rules that you set in place, and your rules were Correct. set out to best represent the individual practitioner, and I appreciate that. And that's kind of the essence of what you're saying. And by the way, I hadn't considered that is a, an interesting counterpoint that probably needs to be put out there, what you just said. So even if you guys were to cut off the information to say, for example, Trulia and Zillow or Zulia, whatever it's going to be called, 
<laughs> they would then they would then a obviously continue to try to forge relationships directly with brokers, and b they would then would get their data from the companies that realtors are doing virtual tours with, or home brochures, or or you know whatever else. And that data is not going to obviously be as accurate. Whether that ultimately would hurt realtors or not, I think is a different conversation because. I mean, you know, if someone's looking for a house online and they're going to one website and the information's not very good, but then they can go to, say, for example, realtor.com and all the information is really good, you know, the eyeballs will follow ultimately where the information is. But I, I guess maybe that's not for us to discuss. I don't ultimately. know. I don't know. I, I think, you know, what I would hope is that um, is that our customers understand what, what we're doing in that regard because um, I, I actually think that, you know, although it's probably convenient for some of the bigger publishers to get a fee from ListHub instead of going at it site by site or broker by broker or MLS by MLS, I actually think they would prefer to have unlimited, unfettered rights to keep the content and do it directly. I think you're right. That totally makes sense. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. like the wild, wild west. I definitely see your point. So mm-hmm. our audience is, are, is mostly individual practitioners, the, the boots on the street, the individual listing agents. How do they engage with ListHub beyond how they're doing it right now through their MLSs? If, someone, if a realtor wanted to uh, really get access to all the information that you guys have, to use it in their own business, to you know, hone in on what's working for them and what's not, and then you know, obviously use that to present to the seller to show that they're really taking in consideration all the different moving parts on online lead generation. How does, how does a, an individual practitioner engage with you guys? Sure. So there are a couple things. If uh, for for individual agents, if your broker or your MLS is using ListHub for for syndication, um, there are some free things and some not so free things that um, I could point out. So uh, one of which is uh, it, make sure your lead management is set up to go where you want it to go. Um, a lot of a lot of agents miss out on opportunities because um, because the leads aren't going where they most often check email. Um, you know, even better if you have a lead management program like you know Five Street or Boomtown or something like that, um, where you can, you know, get leads routed according to special rules. You know, if if you're advertising online, these consumers want really quick follow-up. So just make sure if you can't get to it that someone else can maybe, uh, you can refer that or or whatever the case might be. Those opportunities get lost pretty fast. Um, The other thing I would say is um, if you operate your own agent website, um, there are options to get traffic redirected there. So those links on you know uh, Trulia and and, and uh, HomeFinder, those links to the source of the listing, you can set those up to go back to the listing detail page on your own website and drive traffic to your site. So um, that's really cool. If you've invested a lot in your website, you might want to think about that. Um, the analytics and all the syndication we do is free. Um, the reports are are what we uh, what we sell. So um, for an individual realtor, um, it's really nominal fee. It's 129 bucks a year to get access to the reports. Um, so it's not really that much, and that's for unlimited listings, and you can set up uh, seller reports so your clients get automated updates every week or whatever frequency you want to, to show them uh, what you have done for them lately, should we say. Right. Um, <laughs> um, you can also add your own uh, your own agent uh, website traffic metrics onto those reports. It's a great little brand pick-me-up to um, show off all the hard work you've done um, to promote your own website. So I'd say those are the top things um, that I would look at as as, a, as an agent. And and you know, don't forget to use it in listing presentations, Tim. I think you you did a good job of saying that right off the very the, the very bat. Um, if if you if you don't have a a good story going into a listing presentation. I mean, everybody puts their listings online these days. Everybody does. 
So there are ways to differentiate and talk about, hey, I've targeted specific websites that are really powerful to put your listings on. Or uh, not only am I going to put your listings on a zillion websites, I'm also going to show you the results of that and give you access to my professional tools that I use as a realtor um, to, to you know, look at my marketing results. So you'll be able to see uh, what kind of interest your house is getting. Um, those types of things will really differentiate you from other people. A lot of agents have been spoiled because I'm thinking California, Florida, a lot of these other markets where they've never really had to deal with long days in the market. <laughs> but as the market starts to shift and we start seeing it more, you know, go into an equilibrium phase and away from this hot seller's market, agents, mm-hmm. listen, you're going to have to be able to do what Celeste just said, and you're going to have to start being able to provide information to the seller to answer their question about what have you done for them lately. And those reports that she just mentioned, those are awesome. I mean, you can then have the system automatically email the seller this very deep. Not all the sellers are going to care. I get it. But at least they're getting something from you that shows the activity you're doing. So one last question, Celeste, and it's a simple one if you don't mind. Sure, of course. So what on the horizon, a year from now, will everyone at world, our industry be talking about? All right, now it's the Zillow Trillia thing, right? So a year from now, what do you think – is out there that might be like a black swan or you know something that's going to really surprise folks. Anything you're seeing, anything you're, you're maybe a new industry or new niche, anything emerging that's worth talking about. Well, one thing I'll share with you that um, th- this is something that Move overall, not not List Hub specifically, but Move overall is working really hard on that. I think is um, super cool and 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 something I. I I don't know that everybody really thinks about, but think about all these publisher websites, right? And 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 consumers are going to from to different websites and they're filling out lead forms and they're asking for more photos or they're asking about features of the property, et cetera, right? And um a lot of these leads are being sold to realtors. We know that. Um but and how often is the same person, um, just this Say me, Celeste Archild, I go look at properties. I'm, maybe I go to homes.com, and then I go poke around over on Zillow, and then I go poke around at the MLS public website. Or, you know, I might be going to multiple websites. And by the way, most consumers do uh, use multiple right. websites. So so how many times am I filling out a lead form? And um, across how many websites, what we really need as an industry is what I would refer to as like a leads clearinghouse, so that when you get a lead from one of these websites – it comes with, it's not just a, an email address and a message. It comes with search history, uh, where where they're looking, how frequently they're looking for property, what types of things they're looking for, on which websites. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, just getting that intel behind, behind that lead and, and a score, really, is lead scoring. Um, I think that's really exciting. And I think as we all... Um, as as individual agents have to think about you know am I going to pay for a you know a truly a pro or a, you know um, showcase uh, product or or all these various programs I can buy to be able to understand the value of these leads we get not just the quantity of them but but um, but but really you know has this lead been sold you know ten other times to ten other you agents? know what Celeste that is such that that is something that we talk about all the time with our students, and we talk about it on this radio show, and you're absolutely right. I think that's going to be the topic of conversation. All these, okay. you know, we, we hear from all of our students that they buy a lead from, of course, to be honest with you, most of our students are moving away from buying leads at all because they're learning how to self-generate. But these guys that do buy leads, 
they'll say I get the same lead from this company, this company, and this company. Mm-hmm. And oh, right. by the way, that same that same lead is going to ten other realtors too. So. In the past seven years, we've seen essentially an oversaturation of the leads that are being sold. The lead quality has gone down. And there was a great report. I don't have it on my desk right on my desktop right now. There's an awesome report. I think it was done by Realogy that talked about essentially where they personally get, you know, where that industry, that company gets their leads from. And if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, the not the third party websites, the Zillies, the Trillies, the Realtor.coms, the ones that aren't theirs, it was like less than 10%, I think if I remember correctly, of all their leads came from one of those portals. The rest were the ones they were directing. And then there was another report that came out that said of the three major portals, Zillow, Trillia, Realtor.com, and this is something I also didn't know until I was researching in preparation for our call today, the lead quality, according to most major brokers, that comes from Realtor.com uh, is actually better than the lead quality that comes from the other two. So I think all this stuff, you're right, so fascinating. And if there was a way that people could just sort of look at this and have this whole thing be transparent, that would definitely move the conversation to a different, wholly different level. And I also think it would do the, 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 the guys out there that are really doing a great job for our industry, it would you know, put the wind at their wings so they could essentially get the respect and you know, the realtor dollars that they deserve to build their businesses to the next level and there's less noise, you know. Almost a way of I, I agree with you. When with. when I see some of the, <laughs> I agree. When I see some of the traffic figures that come off of like Comscore or Hitwise right. I just shake my head. I mean they're accurate and it's it's true and all that, but but what does that mean in terms of value for, for totally. an individual? I it's think that too. Yeah. Whole I mean, so what if you had eighty million unique visitors last week there's or last month or or whatever it was, there's 5 million homes sold per year. So that tells me that you have a ton of people that are going to your website that are just wasting time. You know, you got it. They're going to go to TMZ and read about Brad and Angelina, you know, on their next, who knows, you know, it's anyway. So listen, Celeste, I really appreciate your time today. Um, I learned a ton about Left Hub that I didn't know. Please help me to get Mr. Berkowitz on our radio show because I'd love to interview him too. Um, listeners, do reach out to List Hub. I hope, hopefully, from just listening to us for the past few minutes, you've been able to learn a lot about what List Hub can do for you. I, you know, I appreciate the fact that they have uh, they're essentially uh, protecting the individual practitioner, and that's something that all of us need to appreciate and embrace. So, um, listeners, thank you for attending today, and Celeste Starchild, thank you for being my co-host. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks you all for listening. I really, really have uh, enjoyed it. I appreciate being here. Have a great day, everyone. Uh, Speak with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.